You're, you're, you're tuned into the stellar, stellar award-winning internet radio station. You're at the right place at the right time. The NFI coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Hold up. Wait just a minute. It's the anointed one. On your radio. Yo. Keep it locked right here. Showcase fellowship inspired. Show, 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 showcase. Showcase fellowship inspired. You are now in the mix with the smooth, the smooth. It's DJ on the planet. You're listening to the anointed one. I 
to anybody that becomes amazed when you think about all you've done. Do I have any thankful people in the house? Can you lift your hands? I know you've been here all night, but can you worship me now? Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for every way you've made. Thank you for every door you've opened. Thank you for every time you've healed me. Thank you for every time you've delivered. Thank you for every time you've restored. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for providing for me. Thank you for reconciling me with my family. And I get to be honest, people, that know that God did something you couldn't do for yourself.
minutes after the hour very pleasant good morning to you it's right at 11 a.m eastern standard time 
on a wonderful day as we give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And that's the sounds of G4 going down memory lane, Brother George Dean and G4, right here from the NFI Studios. We've got more just like that coming your way all the way up to 2 o'clock today. And I'm going to be right here with you playing some of the old and new all just for you. And again, I'm your host, the Anointed One. It's always my pleasure to give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor, and thank many of you around the world for catching the wave. We are your number one quartet and contemporary Christian station in the world, and you can join us on our website, nfiradio.com, and on Facebook, NFI Radio Gospel Network. Let's get back with more gospel music.
22 minutes after the hour of 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here's the sounds of Brother Travis Green here from the NL5 Studios, Raleigh, North Carolina, and Decatur, Georgia. Praise you for what you've done, but we also praise you for what you're gonna do. 
Five minutes before 12 noon. Let's get back with more of the very best in gospel music right here from the NFI studio. I've got bless you, brother and sisters. Watch 
this track. Remember this track. We, 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 we about to take it back, back, back. Out of all, oh, oh, all you said to do. Gonna be so Like that river I've been running Ever since It's been a long Long time coming But I know I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will Said he was gonna meet me. Oh yeah. 
somewhere beyond the sky. It's been a long, long, long time coming, but I know hey, a change gonna come. Y'all gotta help me say, yes it will. One more verse right here. I'm looking for sunshine I can't get nothing but rain It's been a long Long time coming Long time coming But I know I know A change don't come Oh Oh yes it Then I go to my brother. Thank you, Lord. I said, brother, help me, please. Oh, Lord. But he wind up knocking me.
Now, you know what I want y'all to do? I want y'all to look, look, everybody, just look at somebody beside you. Say, neighbor, I love you. Say, I know you might not know me, and I might not know you, but you know what the both of us need to do? We need to clean up what I'm messed up. Four minutes, four minutes before the top of the hour of 12 noon, as we give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor through songs and the word of God. I'm your host, the anointed one. Again, my pleasure as we come forth playing the very best in gospel music on this beautiful day. You know, today is a day that you can take time out to pray for someone that needs prayer. And you can also go by and visit them. Isn't it a time now that there are people in need in situations that are homeless, never experienced it in their life, but in this day and time, things have changed. No more manufacturing companies. People are in need of different things in their life. And many of us are, are in a place where we can go to the stores and purchase what we want. Then when we get it, uh, we don't even use it. H- have you ever experienced that before? You you have it hanging up in your closet or you put it in your home and you, you haven't even opened the box and it's been sitting there for several months and you don't really need it. But wouldn't it be wonderful that that person that needs something, whether it's food or clothing or, or, or maybe they need a, a, a place to stay or live and you're in a five and six seven-bedroom home, and you're living by yourself. You haven't even thought about, well, it would be nice if I would be able to just allow someone else to move in with me and be a blessing to them. Plenty of food, and you constantly take time and travel and you're retired. Don't have any grandchildren, no children. Some of you have children, and they are in good positions and where they're not lacking anything. But sometimes we just don't take time out to reach out to someone else. Regardless of their creed or color, Jesus created us all in his own image. Jesus has no respect of a person regardless of creed or color. He loves us all. And wouldn't it be wonderful just on today for you to take time out to go visit someone in the hospital, go visit someone in the rest home, go visit someone that you know that's in your community that need just to hear a word of encouragement from you. That's a beautiful thing for you to take time out to do that. And you can do that by just 
walking out in Jesus' name and saying, I'm going to bless somebody today. Let's get back with more music. Here's the sound of Lee Williams and the spiritual QC.
eight minutes after 12 noon. That's the sounds of Bishop Durham McFadden as we continue with more gospel music. Here's the sounds of Joshua Rogers. Quite a year, a test of my faith. I've seen some things that took my breath away. I've lost some friends and some loved ones too. But Lord, I'm leaning and depending on you, and I'm still going to Such a time as this When nothing seems certain Help us, Lord, in my one wish My strength is weak But my faith is strong No matter what I face I'm gonna keep holding on Yeah. 
13 minutes after 12 noon as we give God all the praise through songs and the word of God again. Our website, nfiradio.com. Now, we have a 24-hour hotline where you can call in for prayer. Uh, many of you are fighting uh, uh, different addictions such as uh, drug addiction, alcohol, and uh, you you want someone to talk to that you can pray with and uh, touch and agree and believe that you can come out of that. You can call our 24-hour hotline, 984-733-3977.
But joy comes in the morning. Bring it down, bring it down. I decree and declare. Dr. D.K. Craig used to say when I was a young man, if you hold out and hang in there, I got a feeling in the midst of everything you're going through that everything happens on the way. If you hang in there and hold out, it's going to be all right, baby. It's going to open the window. Bring the change.
25 minutes after the hour, 12 noon. That's the sound of the staple singer. Here's the Jackson Southerners right here from the NFI Radio Gospel Network. Thank you. 
Welcome to 30 Minutes Power of Prayer Request Hotlines heard Monday through Thursdays at 12.30 p.m. to 1 p.m. You can call in right now at 347-215-8049. Hebrews 11 and 1, and it reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
the evidence of things not seen. Join us as we touch and agree by faith, believing for your miraculous deliverance and healing. As we join together in unity, touching and agreeing in the name of Jesus Christ. Come and join right now, live. 30 minutes, power of prayer. Let's go live. I heard stories about a man. I had these experiences that some would call dreams and visions. I knew that there was someone or something out there carefully crafting a path before me with precision. In my home, I saw pictures of a bearded man in a robe. And much of the darkness that ends well seemed to be dispelled with bright blinking lights inexplicable like a strobe. But Jesus was a name I couldn't readily recount. I heard he walked like me and he talked like me, but he was considered to be divine. But I figured in a life such as mine, which was an uphill climb, that to Jesus, me, I'd simply be counted out and only deserved his wrath. I mean, it didn't add up. I did the math. You take one boy, subtract an earthly father that he can't see, add in the fact that he has an unseen, omnipotent father, multiply that by the fact that he loves me unconditionally, tell him that his sinning was causing division. So this father had to send his son to whom I owe my reciprocated belief and this somehow equals eternal life for me. So the older I got, the faster I ran. From Jesus and his voice, which was emphatic yet sporadic like whispers through a fan. And I had to learn for myself. So I picked up one of the Bibles that was strewn across the shelf and I read. I read about a virgin named Mary who was not yet married but traveled to and fro. Her, her soon-to-be husband, and some animal. I read about a visitation from an angel that I can only assume felt tangible as he stood in front of Joseph and explained the prophecy of old, that Mary was with child in her, yet conceived from the Holy Ghost. They would have a son, and that they should name him Jesus, and he would save the people from their sins. I remember thinking in this moment that if I was Joseph, this angel would have to visit me again and again and again because that's how my walk with God was going at the time. Real lackluster, a lot of back and forth. It's hard to believe in the stance of a man when your life lacks male support. But since then, I've been grateful for all the men that God has brought into my life that have helped me unpack the gospel. The Ramis, the Nathans, the Johns, the Sergios, and all of his other disciplined disciples. I studied about how his birth shifted the definition of time literally from BC to AD. For about 30 years or so, there seemed to be a break that I can only interpret as a father wanting his son to mature until that day the skies opened up and God said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And as John the Baptist baptized this Messiah, the commencement of Jesus' journey began. I read about his travels from land to land and how he could change a man's life with a simple grab of the hand, how he would approach fishermen and other phrases like, if you come with me, I will make you fishers of man. And how without a second thought, they dropped their nets, left their father and the hired men, and ran toward the light. I heard about how he healed the lame and helped the blind to see that his yoke was easy 
and that his burden was light. How he drove demons out of people and he raised them from the dead. And if I was burdened and exhausted, I could go to him and find rest with my soul. But the most valuable thing I learned from Jesus walking on water is that our path in this life isn't always steady. But just know that when it's time for you to step out of the boat, that Jesus will catch you, whether or not you can float. And it was in the middle of an inductive study of Colossians 2, when all of my circles and underlines kept pointing back to one name. And as I sat across the table from Kirby at 6 a.m., I uttered it again and again. I wanted to stand on top of the tables and yell, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, is what this whole book is about. It's Jesus, it's Jesus. Nothing in my life matters without Jesus. But in all these things, I had no real proof. His existence in my life only looked good in ink. I was so hypocritically analytical that I couldn't allow my heart to think until that day came that I cannot verbally fully capture. But just know I understood the depth of his mission and that he came to set the captives free because there was none more captive than me. My encounter with Jesus was staged on a seashore. And he set fire to my former life and together we watched it sink. Together we watched the sun set as he physically pulled from somewhere deep inside of me a lifetime of embedded lies and he cast them into the sea. And as I knelt before Jesus with an emptiness that I had never felt, he put his hand into the sea. He poured the water over my head and he washed me repeatedly. And as I stood, the dead weight from my past pain and shame sank. And when I was asked if there was anything else, the confession poured from my soul. He raised his hand and with one gesture, completely erased a lifetime of defilement that I have no method to measure. The waters from the sea rose up and completely washed over me. I just remember in this moment thinking that I could breathe. It's as if I was being passed through the birth canal and I came out as pure as a newborn. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I had just been sworn in as a brother to Christ. I had just been adopted into a family that I could not afford the price. A lifetime of feeling unloved, unwanted, and burdensome had completely been erased. See, Jesus is my healer. He's my brother. He's my rescuer. He's my cornerstone, my friend, my deliverer. He's my comforter, my companion, and my savior. He is the Messiah, my protector. He's the living waters that have kept me alive. He came as a ransom for me. He is Emmanuel, the divine son of the living God. He's a dispatch of angels in the second heaven when this light bears down on me. He's the light in the darkness when the shores I can't see. He's the light of this world, and he's the light of my life. Jesus. And it's because of Jesus that death has lost its sting, and I can live my life shame-free with no chains on me, because I am his beloved, and because he is my king. of what you've done testimonies 
of the battles you've won. I searched for solutions and I couldn't find one. So if you don't do it, it can't be done. I've seen mountains that they said couldn't move. Checking the mail when the bills were due. Never met a problem you could not solve if you don't do it.
some big things in my life. I can't take the credit for it. All I can say is if he don't do it, it can't be done. You're just one prayer away.
listening. And now, let's join Elder Carrie Harris, pastor of Word of Deliverance Ministry, Raleigh, North Carolina. Good evening, Pastor. Good afternoon to you. To God be the glory for all he has done. Oh, come, worship the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. The Lord was in his holy temple. Let all the church keep silent before him. I thank God for everybody that's out there listening on today. Um, I thank God for bringing us from last week up to the present time. Things have happened in our families and other things have happened outside of our families. But you know what? Do it all. God has been good. I sent out the program to my niece, Sister Patricia Jarnigan, uh, whose husband passed a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and and her children, uh, Patricia, uh, uh, Theresa, and Michelle, and her other daughters, and I thank God, you know, for bringing us through. Because, you know, sometimes we go through some things they really hurt, but we have to go through them because if we stop on the way through, we just get stuck. But we're not stuck because Jesus is in that place with us when when we're at that hurting place. And I thank God for Jesus. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, Lord, we just say thank you. We thank you for your grace and for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, simply because we can thank you. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, allowing us to get up out of the bed on our own and and take a bath ourselves and eat food at the table, Lord. We just said, thank you, Lord. Some people can't even take a spoon and put food in their mouth. But, Lord, you took care of us thus far. Lord, we thank you for, hallelujah, for all that you've done for us. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord, remember my pastor, Pastor Adrian Richardson and his little wife, Lord. I said thank you. And his mother and father. Oh, Lord, I just thank you. And all of the women at my home church, Pat Sutton and Elder Doris Sutton and and their husbands and their children, God, I sent out the program to all of them. In the name of Jesus, Lord, remember Elder, mm, not Elder, but Reverend Sterling Kearney, in the name of Jesus, and all of the other ministers of the gospel that come on this station, Lord. Oh, God, just help them to keep growing and in the name of Jesus that they can keep uh, sending out the word to your people so that those people can repent and say, hallelujah, by the grace of God, I'm still here. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> I thank God every time I get a chance and and it crosses my mind. You know, a lot of times people think about the Lord and, and they let it go uh, under their radar. <laughs> and they don't tell God thank you. But, see, we need to tell him thank you every time we get a chance and every time we think about him and you know, we need to think about him on a regular basis. Today, um, I would like to go into the book of James, <coughs> our Lord's brother. Hallelujah. Yeah, and James was one of those brothers that as long as the Lord was alive and, and walking the earth, James didn't even believe that his brother was the Lord. <laughs> but see, it didn't it didn't matter when he came to believe that Jesus was Lord. The the, the important thing is that he finally did believe. See, that's just like right now we, we, we on the edge of eternity. If we don't believe on the edge before we cross over, we have to believe if we want to see the Lord in peace. And I thank God for Jesus. Okay, uh, today we're going to go into the, uh, James, the second chapter, and we're going to start reading at verse 23. And it says, And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Verse 24, ye see them, wait a minute, ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Verse 25, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, where she had received the messages and had Sent them out another way. Verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so also without works is dead also. We're going to use for a subject. Notice the last verse I read uh, was talking about Rahab the harlot. <laughs> it's, so, it, it, it's amazing that in the in the direct line of Jesus Christ, Rahab was mentioned in, in um Rahab was mentioned in, in the direct line of Jesus. And, and we're gonna use for a subject. You, you mean God used her? <laughs> you mean God used her? <laughs> Sometimes we as women go through a time of feeling sorry for ourselves. <laughs> During those times, we have a tendency to feel unsure of ourselves. It is during those times that God will tell us to do something, and we also feel already feeling down, feel unworthy of God's attention. We wonder why in the world would a God so big there is Net, is nothing that 
can contain him, that nothing can contain him, would look at an insignificant person as me. Maybe I, I'm just so insignificant, but yet God, that's, that's so big, he, he, he stepped outside of time. And look at little me and speak to me. <laughs> I know we come to church and look holy and all that and uh, all the time hurting inside. Hallelujah. We we be hurting and, and everybody walk around hurting and looking at each other and putting that fake and phony smile on their faces. We share. Uh, we can't share our feelings with anyone because we are saved, and and that will. And what will people think if we tell them how we are hurting? Somehow the devil have convinced church folks that saved folks don't hurt. So we suffer in silence. Isn't that amazing? People like people are tell you, honey, if you got all that faith, you you you, ain't, you you don't have no business hurting like that. And and I don't I can't find in the Bible where it says you won't hurt if you say. A matter of fact, it says that you would hurt. Uh, we don't know that the minute we get saved, we start having head-on collisions with the devil. Um. We paste a, a, a big smile on our face and look real holy and talk down to anyone who dare admit having a problem. We tell them to pray or they are not trusting God or they are not saved enough. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And it amazes me that when you've got a really close friend and, and you just feel like you need to talk something out, uh, they can tell you stuff that's causing them to hurt, but you can't tell them your pain because they they were, um, what's that word I'm looking for? <coughs> when... When, when you're going through some stuff, you, you, you can't tell them, you know, I'm hurting and I just can't understand what's happening. Oh, you know what's happening. You you know, you, you, you just go to the Lord. Just go to the Lord. But they're not going to the Lord. See, they're telling you why you shouldn't hurt like that. You, 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 you ain't... Trusting the Lord. You you just ain't trusting him. Hallelujah. Women have so much to deal with. We have, in some instances, husbands that misuse us. They don't support us in matters of raising the children. We have children that don't listen to what we have to say. If the wife is in an abusive relationship, then the children are usually abused too. That places mom in a place of having to protect her children from her husband, and she can't even protect herself. (laughs) Hallelujah. Isn't Isn't that so amazing? 
this lady having to protect her children from her spouse, under, and we are, un, uh, 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 we are undervalued in the home. If we work outside the home, we have a, another whole set of problems to deal with. Hallelujah. We at every job where there is a group of people working together, there is always one person that everybody rag on. <laughs> this happens whenever there's a group of people working or living together. If that person just happens to be you, you feel that your opinion doesn't count. So you just shut down. <laughs> See, and, 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 and just be quiet. The pain becomes even greater. When you can't say anything, the, 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 the pain becomes greater. The church is not exempt from this problem. In a family, when one was going through, there was a time when we would uh, gather around that one and shield him. We would tell that's going. We we wouldn't tell what's going on within the family. The church is a is a body too. We should just shield the hurting person. But no, we we, we don't shield them. We we put them out there, and, and, and somehow or another we feel superior when that person is hurting, uh, is looking up at us. And, and, and we busy looking really down at them. They are our family as much as our birth family, just as we were born into our birth family. When we were born again, we were born into the church family. That makes us brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That's how come we say sister, uh, sister Barbara, sister Betty, sister uh, whomever. Hallelujah. We call each other sister. We call each other brother. Hallelujah. We're talking about, now we're talking about the women of the Bible. They went through some things also. We should keep that, what's going on to ourselves, and encourage and pray for one another. You are, you as an individual is worth something. Let, let, let me back up and tell you that again. You as an individual is worth something. <laughs> a lot of people don't want you to know that you're worth something. But, honey, let me tell you, you are worth something. Now, <laughs> um, the women, the first one was Eve. And, and, and it, it, it amazes me that I, when I start reading the Bible, uh, I, I look at this chapter and verse. It said the third chapter of Genesis tell us the story of how Eve, the first lady of the whole entire world, messed up everything for all of us. From uh from everything I've read in the on the subject, it wasn't her intention to deliberately disobey God. Her curiosity got the better of her. The uh, mm, the part we remember when we think of her is how she messed up. 
not how special she was because God chose her, chose to use her to start the human race. Eve means right at the beginning. God knew Eve before he made her. He didn't put her, his hands out. Wait a minute. He didn't put his hands over her, over his mouth with his eyes big and say, uh-oh, what have I done? No, that's not what he did. Hallelujah. But what made me uh, uh, upset was when God came and said, <coughs> where you at and what you doing? And then Adam comes along, and he, and he blamed the woman right away. But see, God didn't give her any, any message. He told him. He gave it all to him. Hallelujah. And he said, oh, this woman that you gave her. First off, he blamed God, and then he blamed the woman. Hallelujah. He didn't even blame the devil. Hallelujah. And then, of course, there was Sarah, uh, the twelfth. Uh, the 12th chapter of Genesis starts to tell us the story of Sarah, who later became Sarah, the wife of Abraham. We can uh, readily remember the time when she took her handmaid, Hagar, and gave her to, to Abraham <coughs> to get a baby, and then later threw her out for the same reason. And it was her idea. But she still did it. Hallelujah. Mm. What we easily forget is that when her husband told her that he was going someplace and didn't know where he was going, it was Sarah that packed up and followed her husband. It was also Sarah that was willing to put uh, in a king's harem to save her husband's life. God used her to be the first lady of the patriarch. <laughs> then that was, of course, there was Deborah. Deborah was a judge in Israel. When we hear um, men say that God didn't use, God didn't place any woman over a man at any time, they don't want to talk about Deborah. Either there were no men in Israel, <laughs> either there were no men in Israel or devil was a man. God uses whom he wants to use. When God called me to preach, he didn't ask me if I was male or female. He just said, preach the gospel. Hallelujah. I thank God for Jesus. And then there was another woman named Rahab. The harlot. <laughs> Not only did God save her and her entire family in Jericho when uh, when she hid Joshua and Caleb, Jesus Christ was a direct descendant of this woman. We mean God used her. And, uh, you, you mean you mean God used her? She, she was a harlot, but God didn't ask my permission could He use it. Hallelujah. Yes, and he will use you if you make yourself available. 
Then there was Mary. God used Mary to mother his only begotten son. Mary didn't uh, feel worthy of this job. Mm. Hallelujah. The angel assured her that God had chosen her to give birth to and raise, give birth to and listen, and raise his son. And the man messed up too because she walked on off from the Jerusalem and lost God's kid and was gone three days before she figured out she didn't have him. So she hightailed it on back to Jerusalem and found God's child. But see, God knew it already because he knew that whatever she was doing, she was not a perfect human being, but he had to use what he had. Hallelujah. So he chose to use her. Hallelujah. None of the people chose, God chose the perfect. The one thing they all had in common was that they were willing to be used. Some even messed up while they were uh, doing the job that God had given them. You are special. Listen, listen, ladies. You are special. God shaped the man from the dust of the ground. Then God did the first surgery. He put the man to sleep, took a rib from the side of the, and formed a woman. God woke the man up and brought the woman to him for him to name. Uh, I believe the way she became known as woman is when Adam looked and saw her, his and, and and her beauty and courage. He said, "Whoa, man!" It <laughs> and it was later shortened to woman. The Bible didn't say that I don't that I can see the woman in his on his face as he looked at her. First Corinthians eleven and nine say the woman was created for man. Woman had a gift. Woman was a gift. Our job is to stand beside our man and be his helpmate. Yes, God will use you to pray for your husband while he's sleeping. Hallelujah. Though you are to walk by his side, you are to have his back. (laughs) You don't uh, have to uh, conform to what everybody thinks you should be as a wife. You just have to do what your own husband thinks you should do. If, uh, if he doesn't require you to cook, don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Just make your husband happy. See, that's what everybody do. Well, a woman should do this and a woman should do that. There are things that there are some men that just love to cook. And you you think if I got a husband, I'm gonna tell no honey, let me let me cook. I never have liked to cook. And uh so when he when he said he wants to cook, more power to you, honey. <laughs> you go ahead and cook. <laughs> Okay, and if God calls you to the ministry as a wife, 
He will make a way in your marriage for you to do what he has called you to do. Even if he has to deal with your husband to get him saved or take him out, always honor your husband. God will not go against his own word to get you to preach to to or whatever else he wants you to do. Hallelujah. So that's what I'm saying to you today, ladies. Listen, God knows what he wants you to do, and God will cause you to do what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. When um, he wanted somebody to carry his baby, the word, he gave it to the woman, <laughs> the woman carried, that was something Mary was the first one to carry the gospel. The gospel was the word. The word was Jesus. Hallelujah. But then she wasn't supposed to stick her head up and say, well, you know, I, uh, God called me to do this. Now just humble yourself <coughs> and allow God to use you. And then after he used you, shut your mouth. Don't try to pretend you're better than everybody else because you... Because you got some kind of title. You got more than one title. You got one title, female. You got another title, sister, a daughter, a mother, all of them titles. You got that. Sometimes, hallelujah, you uh, got a title, saved. Hallelujah. It's all right. <laughs> I like that title, be saved. Hallelujah. I got another title, Holy Ghost Seal. All of those titles, and I love every one of them. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about a title, elder. Hallelujah. We only use that so that people will know who we are and they will be able to honor us for who God is using. And then if they choose not to honor us, you don't worry about that. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about that. Hallelujah. God will open doors that no man can close for you. When somebody, when God gives you somebody, and he put somebody beside you, you don't worry about, if they leave you, you don't worry about that. You let God deal with that. See, that's what you do. And then God will handle the rest. Hallelujah. I thank God for Jesus, and I thank God for the time that he's given us today. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, even as I open my mouth and say thank you for the time that you've given us today, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, all those people that's hurting in their hearts for whatever reason, God, Lord, I ask you to bind up the hurt in their heart in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up my niece, uh, Dr. Lee Morgan, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, put your arms around her and let her feel your anointing afresh, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord. Remember my church family, St. Paul number two, Church of Christ, Disciples of Christ. Lord, remember my bishop. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus and his wife and family. In Jesus' name, God. We glorify you. We praise you. And we adore you, Lord. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we'll see it if the Lord say so right back here next week, next Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.
Listening to Elder Gary Harris, pastor of Word of Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday from 1 o'clock p.m. until 1.30 p.m. here on the NFI Radio Gospel Network. Just 
There's so much trouble in this world today. We stop by to let you know that if you take your troubles and your problems to Jesus, I know he will work them out for you. Take your problems and lay them down at his feet. God can fix it for you if you let him. Listen.
caught it first on the wave. Catch the wave on the NFI coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina in the studios of the NFI Gospel Network. Well, I'm thinking maybe Mother, don't you moan
it be good? When we get there, what I like about it, there'll be no more senior choir, no more young adult choir, no more inspirational choir. But I'm talking about when we get there, everybody's gonna get together. No more jealousy, no more hatred, no more envy. You know how sometimes your body gets tired? You see, there will be no more Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays. But yeah, 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 it's going to be something, y'all. I better let this alone. This thing gets good to me. Let me ask you something. Can I let that this thing? Can I let that sing? If it's all right, I let it sing. Let me hear you say, yeah. You know, I've been waiting a long time for this. You know, I tell you, I've been waiting a long time. I've been singing with Daddy 17 years. We've had a lot 